What up, what up, what up? You're now tuning in to the first episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast, and I am your host, Dallas Alexis. Thank you for joining us. We're going to get right into the show. We got Ty Turner in the building with us. Is this mic on? <laughs> it is on, it is on, it I is am on. in the building. Uh, oh, I get a hand clap? Yes, get a hand okay, clap. Okay. Ty Turner is in the building. Live from Brooklyn. From Danford Stuyvesant. Live, Live from Brooklyn. Morning. Yeah, man. And um, I got my boy D. Will in the building. What's up, D? Yo, what's up? Got my homie in the building. What's you know, uh, he'll be chiming in on our conversation. Still. D, nice to have you in the building. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it. Thank yeah. you for having me. Um, got super producer, Brandon, behind the boards. What's up, B? So let's do it. Let's get into it. Ty. Ty yes. Turner, everybody. Clap it up. Ty Turner. Ty Turner's <laughs> in the building. Thank you, thank Ty. you. Thanks for having me. Ty, you know, like I, I really don't know how to um how to introduce you. I don't know what uh what label to put on you because I don't think you'd be put in a box. I just want you to tell the people who you are and yeah, and just get into it. Um, I don't know. I I guess it's I can't really be defined like a lot of people shouldn't, you know. We all shouldn't define ourselves. Uh, my name is Ty Turner, or my social feed handle is Ty Turner, I should say. My real name is Tysha Ampadu. I am from Brooklyn, New York. I am the daughter of two Ghanaian parents, or two parents from Ghana. I am a wardrobe stylist and a costume designer. Um, you can attach celebrity styles with that because a lot of people that I've worked with in TV are celebrities. So I've worked with everyone from, I mean, I have a, my constant client is Charlemagne the God who's the host of The Breakfast Club. He just had a New York Times best-selling book, which I styled the cover for. Um, okay, okay. Uh, you know, I've worked with everyone from Amanda Seals to Free and AJ to Roxy and Terrence. Like, everyone you could think of in TV, at some point in time, I've worked with them. You know, I've done everything from 106 and Park to Wildin' Out with Nick Cannon. I did all the recent seasons from season five to season 10 which was about four good years. Um, and now I'm on TRL, the new reboot of TRL with MTVs. <clears throat> I just finished doing the costume design for 50 Central with 50 Cent, which okay. was really cool as well. So, nice. you know, I'm, I'm a little bit all over the place, but yeah, okay. I, I'm all things, clothing and fashion and, and culture and style. Nice. So, so it's safe to call you a renaissance woman. Yeah, I think we could, we could play with that. We could play with that because I'm all over okay. the place. So okay. that's cool. Um, you want to talk about the website as well? Will uh, Fly Girls? Yes, yes, Chicks yes. Rock yes. Charms. Um, yeah, I, I definitely have a, a cool website called World of Fly Girls. It's it's a site that's powered and geared towards just women empowerment and the men that support women empowerment. Okay. So it, it inspires daily. So we can do anything from posting um, a story on a young doctor from Brooklyn who had a tough time growing up in Brownsville to talking about a glamorous young lady right now who might be like the biggest movie star <clears throat> and all those people in between, you Got know? It. Yeah. So it's definitely a destination, an online destination for young girls and, and women who want to be inspired through fashion, culture, music, Got it. medicine, law, you know? <clears throat> okay. So it's dope. It's dope. It's called world of fly girls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about the accessory? Website? Um, Accessory website is popping. It's that's called Smith and Kane. It's a, a unisex brand, okay. and it's all cool like bracelets and necklaces. Um, we have one particular bracelet that's like I'm a real big fan of. It's it's like a Cartier bracelet. It's a little you guys can't see it. I'm wearing it, but it's it's a cool like Cartier style bracelet. It's heavy metal, 
all brass, but we also have a gold version of it. Nice. And it's cool. It's just uh, it's something you can wear. It's like an infinity bracelet that does really well. I've, I've had people do. And that's a unisex bracelet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a unisex bracelet. It's, it's really dope. Um, I also had in the beginning of launching, I had a, a brand that was like all leather with like a nameplate attached to it. Okay. I had everybody from Wale wearing it to Kelly Rowland to a couple of really dope, dope artists rocking it. And then I got caught up in styling and costume design so i had okay. to put it back on a burner but i'm relaunching so yeah. i'm excited todd let's let's um you just uh ran, ran down a real lengthy resume right it was very it? impressive resume let's let's talk about how you got um how you got your start first of all before we get into how you got your start what um what kind of led you to want to style or get into fashion let's talk about uh your passion mm-hmm. for 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 fashion for clothing and then let's talk about how you got into it like how you got your first break how you got to where you are now um okay well it's it's weird i've always been into fashion you know i mean when you're young you don't really you don't know what you're into you just know that you like certain things you know what i'm saying a big part of influence on for me was like my parents and the type of clothing that they wore because you know they're from west africa so they're from ghana so they wear a lot of like um african cloth and things like that but then my dad would also throw on a suit when he had to go to work same thing with my mom so i kind of caught the best of both you know but i also i'm a brooklyn girl so i came from an era where it was all about hip-hop and culture and polo and benetton and jabot and all that and i had the latest columbia jacket and jam sport and coach bag at like Mm-hmm. As young as 13. Um, <clears throat> but I do remember certain points and times where I would be invited to like a party somewhere and I would get ready and I'd be like, damn, okay, cool. I got this in my head that I got to find. You know what I'm saying? And I would go down to Albee Square Mall. Or I would go to Flatbush and try and find it. And I would be so upset that I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, this is crazy, man. This is this is nuts. I'm going to have to make my own situation and make yeah. it work or whatever. Yeah. Not thinking any, anything of it because I'm like 10 in the fifth grade going yeah. to like a house party, a Jamaican house party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, all those little things trigger you yeah. as you get older and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I get why I was so passionate about it and I went to 10 stores to find a, gotcha. a particular shade of Levi's jeans. You I know remember what I'm those days like where... <laughs> Like the days before online shopping, yeah. Like where you had to go to like, first of all, you started off, you started off your mission downtown. Like you would go to Macy's, Dr. J's, yep. whatever. Yep. If you couldn't find it there, you'd get on the train, go to Thirty Fourth Street. Yep. Let me see if Thirty Fourth Street Macy's got it. Yeah. Thirty Fourth Street Macy's ain't got it. Got to get on the train. Let me go to Bloomies. Then you walk the sacks. It was like this whole like yeah, like the destination. Yeah. There was there was yeah. no destination far enough because yeah. Yeah. you're so you're so committed to yeah, this look. look. Yeah this look that isn't really that important, but yeah. it's a look, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that was one of the things that kind of piqued my interest as I got older that I realized that I would probably come into fashion. Mm-hmm. But I really started um, I really started at a young age, I would say, kind of like 18, 17, where I wanted to be a designer at some point. Okay. So I had a brand called Society 77, which was like a small t-shirt line of clothing. And um, it did pretty well. But outside of that, I got the creative part of it. I knew all of that. I knew how to make dope designs and everything, but I didn't know the business side of it. Gotcha. So here I am, and it was a guy. I don't rem- I don't remember who he was, but he walked me into Vinny's at one point, and I remember Jacob 
from Vinny's, which is one of the owners of Vinny's in Brooklyn, like world renowned. Um, he had asked me something about like the shirt and he was like, yo, this is dope. I, I like this, but you know, what, what are your pieces cost per unit? And can you get these colorways? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Like it, it just didn't commute. It didn't compute to me as far as the, the verbiage that was being used when it came to doing business, you know? So <clears throat> that did for a short amount of time. And then I started doing a little bit of intern and I was working and intern at the same time at Electra Records. Okay. Came across some people in the industry. Someone knew that I had a clothing line and was like, listen, I'm managing Little Flip. I would love for you to like work with him and his artist. He has a young artist named Leah. They're doing a song called Sunshine. She's bubbling a little bit. You know, we just need someone that could just help her pull some clothes together. Mm-hmm. And I did likewise and um it was a great experience i went to do more things with little flip okay. for the most part and he was a dope artist to work with leah was great <clears throat> whatever happened to leah you know what i don't really know I, I think you know i think things fell through with her deal mm-hmm. the manager that she was working with and i think g unit might have picked her up at some point i think they did yeah they did yeah and then that fell through <clears throat> she was popping yeah she had the, the, the sunshine yeah, record with flip yeah. she's popping Super sweet girl amazing voice her, yeah. she literally sound like a canary like mm. amazing voice. So I remember Leah. I remember her. Yeah, Leah. I don't know if you you're listening to this, but I hope all is well and stuff. Hopefully yeah, we can holla. run into holla each other. Oh God, yes, Tie definitely up. holla. <clears throat> so you know, we did all that, and that was great. And then we ended up doing some shows, a couple places, some cool print work I did with her and Flip, like a source cover here and there, some complex pieces that I did, some spreads with Leah. And then um, we ended up doing a performance at BT. Mm-hmm. I introduced myself to the fashion director, a great guy, wonderful black man named Llewellyn Jenkins. He told I introduced myself. He was like, oh, I know who you are. I just actually saw some of your work in Complex Magazine. You should come back at some point <clears throat> and let's get some things when things happening. You know okay. what I mean? When things slow down. So likewise, that's what I did. I ended up becoming a wardrobe stylist on the show. And I started working at the tail end of Free and AJ. And in the beginning of the Terrence and Roxy era, okay. in addition to like Jaleesa Bermudez and still working with Tigger from Rap City, mm-hmm. Melissa Ford and all that, the new regime of people. So yeah. that was dope. <clears throat> and so I was you, there like for a long time. So Tosh, so you were there, it's safe to say you were there from the beginning of uh, 106 and Park and you were there for the for I the won't say the beginning, but mm-hmm. I would say like. Slightly towards the end of the Free and AJ era. Okay. You know but you mean? worked with Free and AJ. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. So, I mean, so you were part of One of Six and Park for every uh, host, like set of hosts they had. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was dope. Yeah. And now that talking to you and thinking about it, yeah, I guess you can say I've worked with every, every host. iconic host of 106 and Park. Absolutely. Were you there for the Bow Wow uh, era? No. No, that's the era I wasn't a part of. Oh, you lucky. <clears throat> I was. <laughs> 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 yeah, you are crazy. Uh, oh, boy. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay. so, I mean, you know. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, is he still calling himself Bow? Yeah, he's calling himself Bow. Yeah, no, I think he's go. I think he goes by Shad Moss now. Oh, okay. I think he goes by oh, his real name. Yeah, yeah. which is all good. It's okay. It's a grown man him. now, yeah. so you know. Yeah, yeah. That he's legendary. He is. Mm-hmm. He is. He's legendary. You know, like I think people don't really um give him a uh, like a lot of the props that uh, that he deserves because he was. I think he started when he was like nine, eight, or whatever. I mean, I think younger than yeah. that. 
he might have started like six five. or five. He was on yeah. Snoop's album, right? Yeah. yeah when he, he was, was like five, five he was or like six. a toddler. He was like a young yeah, kid yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah, he, he was started. actually in the uh, Gin and Juice video. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Light eyes cute little braids to the back yeah. just moving around little high pitched voice yeah, yeah, yeah. man uh, uh, been around for for a long time uh, <clears throat> yeah okay. i wasn't there during that era okay cool that era that's when i left uh bt okay and um i had a little break in between that break i was trying to decide you know what part of fashion i was going to kind of go into like was i going to work with music artists do i want to do tv do you know do i do want to do just do print like that was you know what I mean? It was like a, I was in a coming of age kind of thing or questioning if I even wanted to do fashion. Like I was like, mm-hmm. well, maybe I should go become a speech pathologist. You know what I mean? My mm-hmm. sister, <clears throat> Tiana, she's an occupational therapist. My mm-hmm. mom's also an occupational therapist. So they, yeah. I have medicine in my background for the most part. So I was like, well, maybe I should become a speech pathologist. They work a lot and they get good money and they don't work hard. I should yeah. do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But my passion was fashion for the most part. But I definitely yeah. went as far as going into Brooklyn College and getting like advice and filling out yeah. the paperwork and all that stuff so yeah. um <clears throat> in between that i started a blog called world of fly girls yeah that did pretty well i was getting inquiries from like louis vuitton and all kinds of people asking me to come by and check out their product or their parties or whatever mm-hmm. and that was cool and then i got picked up again to do some stuff with the music choice channel and a couple okay. of other brands so kind of got let's stop back in there. let's stop for a minute Oh, Let's just stop. We're gonna get back to music choice and all that, right? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> you ran down the resume. Let's talk about. Let's talk about some adversity. Okay. Let's talk about some some downs, and let's talk about because it sounds like your way into the, the industry was kind of sounded easy, but I know it wasn't. I know for a fact it wasn't. <clears throat> let's talk about um, like let's say if a uh, a young girl is listening to this. Yeah. She's in high school. She might be in college. She's getting ready to graduate and she wants to style. She has a passion for, for fashion. Like let's talk about what she can expect. Let's talk about some adversities. Let's talk about some, uh, <clears throat> some obstacles um, that you got over to actually get to, to get to music choice, to get to Charlemagne and, and, and like these different things. I'm trying to think of the adversities. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, I, I don't want to say, my path was easy because it wasn't. But I do believe in sometimes being given certain opportunities and being prepared for it. Yeah. Um. So there are stylists out here that have crazy terror stories where they walked from Brooklyn to Queens to to get a bag and stuff like that. I don't have those t- stories necessarily. You know what I mean? My adversity for the most part was pretty much leading myself as, for the, a lot of times. Like I had Llewellyn Jenkins, the guy at BT who kind of was my mentor for the most part, but I still at that point had done so much that, you know, I didn't really have too much of a struggle. Like I think my biggest struggle was making the connections with the showrooms. And if you're someone that wants to be a stylist, that's something that you have to do. It's about building relationships. Okay. You know, <clears throat> that's yeah. definitely a, a slight adversity, but I wouldn't even call it an adversity. It's like work. Okay. You know, for, you know what I mean? Um, so that was one thing that's super important, like building that book of some sort. I mean, I remember going as far as before there was websites, there was a place on like 23rd Street where you can go get a professional portfolio book done, all leather with your name on it, mm-hmm. embossed and all that stuff. So building that book is something that you have to do, okay. you know, as a stylist. That's that's definitely groundwork. you got to know your stuff. Um 
And then honestly, just building those relationships. Relationships are everything in the world of fashion. It, that's all it's about. Relationships and being on pulse of what the next trend is okay. and who's doing what and, and what the culture of the game is for the most part. You Got know it. what I mean? <clears throat> but no major crazy adversities, you know? Okay. Not at all. Top, let me ask you a question, though. Let's say... Okay, so you got the term stylist, right? Yeah. Now, now let's say you have somebody who um, who could put a nice outfit together. Yeah. They could pick out a nice shirt, nice pair of jeans, nice pair of pants, nice pair of shoes. They color-coordinated out the wazoo, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, now what's the difference between a person that could pick out a nice, a nice outfit and a person that's a stylist? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean... There's... Because I think I got a, a pretty... Pretty good fashion, fashion sense. Sense. you know. What I'm saying? I think yeah. I'm all right, you That's know what I mean. I think I'm, I think I'm clean, you know what I mean. I think cool. I pick out a couple of you things. You cool? I, I, fresh pair of Tims, I see it. But this is my thing, no time. Cable knit sweater polo, you know I, I mean? hear you. Ralph Lauren. I keep it clear. Keep it. I see you. Know what I mean? Heard you. that description? Though? Cable knit sweater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cable knit. <laughs> Cable net. Because yeah, that's what a stylist does. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Don't you know about the cable net? You know what I'm saying? You know. Well, this safety, I, does you know this. I, mean? a little, I do this. This costs a little extra than the regular, you know what I mean, Lance Wolf V-neck joint. You know what I mean? It's a little, costs a little extra, you know what I mean? I but do this. I do this. It's getting bougie in there, bro. Yeah, but, it's getting real bougie. But, Tab, let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Just because I could do that, just because I could pick out a nice outfit, I could be really color coordinated. Yeah. I got like 30 pair of J's in the closet with a bunch of different nice shoes. Can I be a stylist? No. You. you Why can't I? You, well, I, I'm not going to say you can't be a stylist because yeah. you can be whatever you want to be. But exactly. um, I don't know if you'll be respected as a stylist. You know what I mean? Okay. To, to be a stylist and to have that title involves a lot of networking. Again, okay. research of brands, connections to showrooms and designers. So although you are styles and you put things together... Another stylist who's more seasoned might be able to call a Mark Jacobs and be like, listen, I need this sweater, you know, because Kendrick is performing today and this this sweater I need. And that one sweater is the only sweater that has ever been created right now. Okay, You know what I mean? So that's the difference between a stylist. Like a stylist is probably going to bring you things that you can't see in the stores. You're not going to find them in the stores. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Okay. Or it's gonna they're going to bring you something that's not even coming out till a year from now. Okay. You know what I mean? But you got the most exclusive piece, you know? Okay. A stylist also knows about proportions and, and what's better for your skin tone and what's better for your height and the length and, you know, whether you should be in a baggy jean or if you should be in a, a tight-fitted jean. You okay. know what I mean? Like, they know what's good for your frame, mm-hmm. you know? I heard um, baggy jeans are coming back, too. Like, I heard, like, they're coming back. Baggy jeans are coming back. That's I what mean, I heard. You know, I feel like we're in the <laughs> 90s era where, you know, it's a baggy jean. Like, there's a, a guy, a designer named Raph Simmons. He's super dope. Of course. And everything's oversized. Everything. Mm. You know what I mean? I think Kanye started that that real baggy wave, too. Like, I the baggy, uh, like the baggy um, flight jackets, the baggy yeah. sweaters with the... Yeah, but like no, but like baggy jeans are coming back. Like I'm talking about on some, like leaders of the new school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like called Kadaji boot camp click. (laughs) Yeah, that that type of vibe. But we'll see though. We'll see if that's a wave that'll catch on. I don't know if it'll catch on universally because you know, with baggy jeans, there's an attachment to negativity too, especially if you're in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even even if it's something you like. It may not be in your best advisement to be to have a whole closet full of baggy jeans because yeah. you know you might get prone to being stopped by the cops. You know what I'm saying? Or it's assumed that you got a gun because you're a black man wearing baggy jeans. Even though that's on trend and that's the wave, that's not necessarily what's perceived just yet. You know what I mean? Like 
what we're doing in fashion doesn't tend to catch up to the rest of the world till like years Tenable, later. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't recommend everybody going and buying 60 pair of jeans, like having a wardrobe full of baggy jeans all of a sudden because that's you. what ASAP's doing. Gotcha. You know what I mean? See, There's a difference see. between ASAP and Sean on, you know, St. John's Place and Fulton yeah. wearing yeah. baggy jeans. Yeah. Two different think, types of people. And like, I think a lot of times I think, um, I'm all about uh, being practical, right? Mm-hmm. When yeah. it comes to everything. I think a lot of times, like when you see things on TV, when you see things on a runway, mm-hmm. um, those outfits, are, I think, are meant to be left there. Yeah. But people think that you take those things and you incorporate it to like how you live every day, how you dress every day. Yeah. And a lot of those outfits are just meant just for, for the that runway, m- for that moment. Mm-hmm. It's about being practical. Now, now, Ty, so I don't want to get... Uh, get too lost so just because you could pick out a nice outfit yeah you could be color coordinated doesn't make you a stylist no man there's technical parts of being a stylist too like you know you look at people on tv and in magazines like that's and i I explain this to my assistants and like the young girls that come up under me um i let them know that like a lot of times when you are a stylist it's bigger than just the glamour of it all you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you see these stock, these girls and their stylists and they got on dope boots and fur coats and stuff. And we all can get fly. Like every stylist knows how to get fly. Yeah. But if you're watching them while they're working, they're in like a pair of Tim's or like some crazy rugged like Rick down. Owen boots. Yeah, we're dressed down they're because down, yeah. we're working. So we're running from set to set. We're coming off the train. We're, we're doing things. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So there's no room for a six for a pair of Louboutins. Yeah. And a fur coat. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. real stylists are working. Yeah, you know, you. so there's that disconnect of people that want to be or aspire to be in fashion. They have that disconnect of not realizing that it's not glamorous. Like mm-hmm. you're getting on the train. Nine times out of ten, the package from Paris did not get here. So now yeah. you got to go find another outfit. And the yeah. show is in an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something has to be pinned. Something has to be tucked. It came in a box. That means it came out wrinkled, so you got to steam it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the only the only glamour you see in fashion that's translated is in magazines and on the red carpet. Yeah. You know, and maybe in a movie or two. Yeah. That's the only thing that's glamorous about it. But Ty Ruto, let me tell you something about y'all stylists. Okay. Y'all not slick. You <laughs> know, yeah, we dress down. No, y'all dress down chic. Because I've been on a few sets my days, right? Yeah. Quite a few. You can always tell who the stylist is. Yeah, you, you definitely you can, can. always like y'all dress down, but it's a way y'all dress down, or like it's it's done very like chic, like mm-hmm. like it's like a humble flex. I, I like yeah, to call it the humble it, flex. They dress down, but like they'll have a pair of, like like Versace high tops on with like some sweats, but the sweats will be like some wild like sweats from like Australia or something mm-hmm. like. And oh yeah, I'm just being humble. No, you're not being humble. Like you still got to pay a thousand dollars sneakers on. Oh yeah, it's still showing it <laughs> on a, on a good day. Like um, right? like some of my shows, I do like Love and Hip Hop, the reunion all the time, and we're running around like crazy because like fights are breaking out any given moment. So I could be on the left side of the set and have to run to the right side of the set. And you know, I might have on a pair of, like Balenciaga biker boots. You know what I'm saying? Right there, that was it, right there. You know what I mean? A pair of fatigue pants <laughs> and a Rick Owens about. hoodie, light though. It's light. light. Oh, it's light. It's light. It's That's nothing. a humble flex. It's you know what I'm saying? Because right? it's just they dress. It's a look. It's a look. Down chic. Yeah, it's a look. It's definitely a look when you when you're working with a real stylist. Let's say if they do like wear like a like a sweatsuit, right? But they'll have like mad gold bangles on, or like <laughs> couple gold rings or mad you know gold chains. Like uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know exactly what you mean. But they try to, it. 
Make it seem like they being humble. No, y'all know what y'all doing. I mean, you know, we we out here. I mean, you can't help but be influenced by the the clothing that you're around a lot of times. And mm-hmm. and as a stylist, and especially a seasoned stylist, like yeah. you know that at the end of the day, you can't you can't cheat a good look. You know gotcha. what I mean? And it's about detail. You know, there's a, there's a reason why you're paying X amount of dollars to wear Prada gotcha. because it's in the detail. You know what gotcha. I mean? And and although you can get a, a cool top from Zara at $35, $45, and then a top at Prada that's $350, the difference is Prada, the, the, the fabric is different. Yeah. It, it's, it's nicely sourced, so it don't mm-hmm. look like everything. The stitching is different. It took mm-hmm. more time to make, like... And it translates. Like you can yeah. see the difference. Like I could show you two of two of the same shirts, stylish shirts, two different designers, but you're gonna tell the difference between the two. You know gotcha. what I mean? So it's gotcha. about detail for the most part. And I think that's why we all wear like high end stuff and artists wear high end things because it yeah. reads better. Yeah. You know, it's not gonna fray. You know, mm-hmm. but don't get me wrong. I love a Zara situation. I'm always in Zara. I gotcha. like Forever Twenty One. You know what I mean? Okay. But that's that might be a good for a quick run up the street look. Fashion is really about the moment in time and okay. and what you're trying to complete. Now, Ty, now, now, as a stylist, right? Yeah. Do you have to be really well... Two things. Do you have to be either well-versed in, like, high-end brands, mm-hmm. right? Or is it more about being able to, like, pull pull out the right the right color scheme, the right color theme, the right fit. And can you be a stylist and not have any real sense of like high-end fashion? Oh, like of course. High-end high brands. Man, you, of course you can because styling is about creativity. You know what I mean? Okay. So you you definitely could be a bomb stylist and not use not one high-end piece, honestly. You and might just be super on the pulse of like indie designers that are doing gotcha. dope things in Brooklyn and okay. in India and, and you know – Bay Ridge and in Queens somewhere and you might just mess with them and mix that with Army Navy stuff okay and create a, a cool look and a bomb look that's the thing too like we are slightly in the luxury era where you know everything is high-end right now but yeah. it's like it's where like high-end luxury has really become streetwear so Givenchy mm-hmm. brands like Givenchy they're executing looks that look more like dudes that you saw at the basketball court in Harlem where it'll mm-hmm. be like tights with the shorts. You know what okay. I mean? But they're going there to the hood and executing it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think Kanye is a perfect example of that, that high-end streetwear look. You know what I mean? Where it's just, you know, it's street, but it's luxury. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's drug dealer chic. Gotcha. I want to get in it. It's hot. Yo, like, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Like I know. Like, um, we got time. About about like um old school new york fashion yes to new to, to like new school new york fashion uh old school fashion in general like old old school trends that are now new new trends retro i, I want to get into that but there's one thing i want to uh, i, I kind of want to ask you about being um being a young young stylist coming into the game mm-hmm. was there any kind of like nervousness or any kind of um how should i say it like when you have to style like mm-hmm. a celebrity, like somebody that you've watched on TV yeah. or listened to on the radio and like you're working with them. Yes. And like you're telling this person, yo, I think this is what you should be wearing. Like what was that like? Like when you. It's always like a nervous. I get what you're saying. It's, it's, it's slightly a nervous energy because here you are. You're a stylist. You're good at what you do. Yeah. I, I believe that 
in this game after a certain amount of years, you're there because you belong there, not there mm-hmm. because someone plugged you in. You know gotcha. what I mean? Like it's not because like your daddy owns the set, so that's why you're the stylist on the job. Gotcha. It's because you're there because happens, you belong though. there. That happens. It does happen, but <laughs> <laughs> but it, I feel like that's normally on like the production side. Yeah, but like yeah, a stylist, yeah. makeup artist, like yeah. you ain't just hopping on because you yeah. know your daddy's on owns the set. Yeah. But like you know somebody like a Charlemagne, you hear him every day on the radio. Mm-hmm. He's very well known, na- you know, nation to nation, even worldly. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you get this guy and you're like, damn, I listen to him on the radio all the time, blah, blah, blah. Now I got to style him. There's yeah. a nervous energy because you want them to like the stuff you get. Gotcha. You know, but there's also that fine line of making them comfortable because they're stuck in their image of how they would like to see themselves. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is it's almost psychological a little bit. You got to figure out a way to master them being comfortable so that they can still remain who they are in their in that piece and mm-hmm. you being happy. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So there's always a fine line. Normally for me, the process is like I pull a bunch of clothes, you know, I create a good rapport with them where we're laughing and joking. Mm-hmm. They come through, they look at some stuff and we try on things. We take pictures, we see what's best. And then hopefully they leave in whatever the look is still yeah. being who they are. Yeah. Because the thing is like with fashion and clothing, if you're not comfortable in the stuff you're in, then you can't be you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's all a production. It's like an assembly line. You know what I mean? You can't be you if you're not comfortable in the clothing you're wearing. You know, so I, I definitely make sure they're always comfortable because I don't want to ever leave anyone in something crazy and they don't like it and you completely see it in their lack of confidence when they're performing on set or on stage or something like that. You know Got what I'm it. saying? So it's really really important. Yeah. Now now when it comes to uh like let's say if I'm an artist right like, yeah. Like let's say I'm like your tie, I retain you, I give you whatever. Like you, you tell me what your rate is, and I pay, and I want you to style me for for a show, whatever. Yeah. So now, am I telling you what colors I want? Like, it's a, it depends on the stylist. I know for me, I you don't tell me the colors you want, but I do care about the colors you don't want. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Or is it? I'm sure you probably get this a lot of time. Uh huh. A lot of times, like where they might say. I want to wear this brand. Is it? Is it? I want this style of look. I want this color, or I want this brand. Like which one? More of the time, is it? I think it's more of the brand that you might get a request for. the The color might come from like if you're doing a music video shoot or something like that, and the director's like, "Yo, I need this color." You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. we're doing a photo shoot, and the director's like, "Listen, I want this type of color." So you don't really particularly get a color request from an artist unless unless that artist is in love with that color so you already know that's what they wear all the time like a janelle monet she usually only wears black and white you know that so as a stylist you know to pull black and white pieces she won't she wouldn't even even have to tell you hey i like black and white you already know that because you've studied that person before you were getting ready to meet them it wouldn't even be about the brand with her she just wants the color scheme right she wants the color scheme right she wants the creativity right you know what i mean okay a lot of times with a lot of the high-end brands they are extremely creative and it's executed beautifully you know because people spent time sewing things and using the best machines and and sourcing the best fabrics so okay now now um with somebody like charlamagne right yeah is is Charlemagne more of a guy that just gives you total uh, autonomy to just pull whatever you want, or is he more of like a guy like he knows what brand and what colors he want, or he's like your tie, just pick whatever 
as long as it looks good, as long as it fits, I'm good. Or is or like, does he know exactly what he wants? He's definitely, it's weird because he went from, when we first started working, he went from like being like, yo, I, I just, you know, anything that's cool, you know, I like Jeezy's sense of style. So anything that gives me like a cool Jeezy kind of vibe, okay. you know, we could do that bomber jacket, leather bomber jackets, baggy jeans. And that was years ago when we did hip hop POV, which was like a hip hop late night show I remember that show yeah I think it, it was one of the shows where Kendrick made his first yeah. TV appearance was, at MTV I think Boo was one of the hosts yep right? it was Boo I dressed Boo I did Boo I did um, Amanda Seals mm-hmm. I did Debbie Dev mm-hmm. and I did Charlamagne okay I remember so that so yeah I ran yeah. the whole show for that one with wardrobe and um, he was like yeah no it's, it's cool like whatever and since then we've grown together because there's been other shows on the network that mm-hmm. I've done with him and at this guy point code and all that other yeah stuff. man guy code like uncommon, sense. uncommon sense yeah, yeah like it, it's been a couple cool. a couple of really good shows the top 10 hottest MCs like we did a, we've done a little bit of everything yeah. and um, right now he's at a place where there's major comfort complete okay. comfortability so he he trusts me um for the most part he's not a brand person at all i was gonna i was gonna I, you, like i have to like throw it i have to shove it down like his it. throat yeah yeah i have to shove it down his throat he likes a he likes a good sneaker he likes a good a good watch um if he's wearing something kind of jazzy or brand heavy looking um it'll be it's not loud so he might be in a nice fitted sweater but it's by theory you gotcha. know what i'm saying so he he doesn't like flashy things at all. Gotcha. You know what I mean? He's he literally is like a chill. You know, I don't want to not a hood dude, but like you know, just, you. I'm chilling. Kinda you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like mm-hmm. a, a regular dude. You know. So the little bit of high end high end stuff that I give him, we we kind of like you know, we make it work. And stuff. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He 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 trusts me, and he's into the fit. Too. He's into like, the he, fit. Like, he's not into baggy yet. So we'll see if we get okay. him there with the the trend, the fashion trend. Who was the uh, hardest client that you've had, celebrity client that you've had? Hmm. I'm, I'm sure you had a couple. Uh, uh, listen, I've I've definitely have a, had a couple, but you know, because I'm a professional, uh-huh. it that's something that will remain keep it clean, super clean. Gotcha. You know what I mean? You know, because you want to work I, again. I don't know. I don't know if you the feds or not. So. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you know no, I'm saying? good. I'm good. I'm good know, I, don't, I don't know if you defense or not, but but honestly, I've never had an experience where any artist or celebrity client that I've worked with um, left me in a situation where I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy." You know what I mean? I don't know if I could do this again. I've always everybody that I've worked with, they've all been professional. They've all been pleasant. Um, they've all respected what I do. Gotcha. In the business, I've never really been questioned. I was questioned in the beginning, but that's because they didn't know who I was. Yeah. So I had to earn that respect. Yeah. But at any given moment, people trust me at a drop of a dime. Okay. Yeah. So. Cool, cool. Let's talk about this fashion thing, Tyler. Let's talk about um, where it's it's like everything is so so like I won't say it's confusing, but it it's it's confusing in the sense like where like when it comes to fashion, right? Mm-hmm. To me, like, there isn't anything that's that's hot or not hot, right? It's all about, like, how you put it together, right? Yeah. Um, because, like, retro was in, right? Everything retro, retro sneakers, whatever. But, like, nothing ever really gets played out anymore, right? Yeah. And, like, like, you, like we would talk, like, cut-up jeans. Yes. I remember when cut-up jeans in, like, junior high school, high school. Yeah, I cut, remember. Like, 
It's 30 degrees outside, but people wear cut-up jeans in the wintertime, right? I was going to wear cut-up jeans today. <laughs> but cut-up jeans are like a summer thing, right? That's what it's I thought. It's a summer vibe. But again, but like, it's fly, looks good, but like, it's popping again, right? Yeah. Listen, cut-up jeans is, cut-up jeans are popping. It's, it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of things that's just not going anywhere. And I think, I think with social media and technology now, you find more people that are becoming individuals. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. these individuals are kind of sort of like a little bit of like a street street culture clique. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you yeah. got like the kids, the skaterboard kids that have a look. Then you got like the cool glamorous kids that like high end stuff. You know what I mean? And you got the ASAP Rocky kind of boys that are like in Soho and it's all about like high end sneakers and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So eventually it's almost like a... It's almost like a gangs of of uh, a New York kind of vibe, but for fashion. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you you could find yourself affiliated with a certain kind of set and yeah. a certain kind of aesthetic. Okay. You know what I mean? Let me for ask the you a question, Ty. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Um, I remember like in the like in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, right? Yeah. Like if I were to tell you, Ty, like um, from what we know on 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 TV, music videos, like what's how does an LA dude dress? Uh, what would you say? It depends on the type. Of, I would say it depends on the type of LA dude. Like if it's if we're talking Nipsey Hustle, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. It's a swap meet kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. S- slippers, socks, you know. Chuck Taylors, right? Chucks. Chuck Taylors, mm-hmm. Dickies, maybe yeah. black, white tees. Yep, a cool plaid t-shirt. shirts, right? Yep. But but you were able to tell me exactly like what's the LA kind of feel? Yeah. Okay. Like if I told you, top, um, give me like New York. New York fashion. Like, how does New York dudes dress? I mean, that's... Right? If we're going to talk standard New York, 90s, Tim's, 80s, 90s, two, early 2000s. Jeans. Yeah. Tim's, baggy jeans. Okay. A polo sweater, a polo hoodie. Okay. You know what I mean? One of those is like a go-to for sure. Okay. Easy. And then and then we could talk about army fatigues. We could talk mm-hmm. about 40 belows. We could talk about cars, right? Yep. Like, there's different, like, little facets. Yeah. And then we talk about dudes that rock the, you know, like, polo dudes, hill figure. Yep. But don't forget, if we're going to talk 90s, too, we got to talk about the Versace era. We got to talk about that era of glamour where, Glamour, you know, exactly. Rap was also, coming in. Rap's doing well. Drugs drugs are doing well. You know what I mean? And we could also talk about drug dealer chic, which was, yeah. what, like, velour suits, fila suits, yep. Tashini, yep. uh, Gucci sneakers. Yep. Let me ask you a question now. If I said Todd. Right now, 2018, like, what's New York fashion? Like, how does a New York guy dress? Like, what would you say? Like, what's a New York look? I would say it's all over the place because the guy that hangs out in Soho dresses very different from the guy that lives in Bed-Stuy. Okay. You know what I mean? And the guy from Bed-Stuy dresses very different from the white boy that lives in Bay Ridge. You know what I mean? There's a different, there's, it's like I said, it's, it's like a culture. It's like a different culture of different types of fashion people different types of folks you know what okay. i mean there's like subcultures within the culture of fashion is that you know a good thing um that there is no dis- like like if i'm in seattle or if i'm in arizona or if i'm in london i like i dress just like a new york guy like there is no distinct style for people anymore like because you got like let's take um I'm trying to find an artist like let's say you take travis scott can you tell me where travis scott is from uh, isn't he from Texas, Houston? I thought he was from Houston. I could be wrong. But like, but like Travis Scott addressed no different than I mean, ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Well, it depends on right? it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Kinda you sorta. take, you take like a dude from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
he might dress what would be seem like a New York dude. Mm-hmm. Or like you take a guy from, like <laughs> what I'm saying is like, there is no more distinct. No, there's no more distinct. Everybody has their, there's, there's an individual, everybody has their own individual subculture that they can connect with. And you think that's cool? I don't, I don't think it's cool. I, I don't, I just don't necessarily feel like it's an individual thing yeah. anymore. And those those people that are really individual as far as their fashion, they really stand out. Like mm-hmm. at this point it's an extreme individual like a guy that's wearing like super wide leg pants and like super thick sneaker boots type of thing and like maybe a, a coat with a shoulder pad that's not even going to be even seen as a gender type of vibe it might be something that's completely non-gender because mm-hmm. you also have that that feel in fashion right now where some guys are dressing like girls and girls are dressing like guys mm-hmm. and you know what i mean there's like a gender reversal too happening in fashion you yeah. know where girls are doing the yeah. tomboy thing and guys are kind of wearing kilts yeah. with their tims gotcha. and things like that so <laughs> it's just all over the, the place. twice sweat, you know like the tight sweatpants yeah with yeah the, and yeah. i think it's just coming with the time the times that we're in where there's no there's no gate there's no gatekeepers to fashion. Yeah. Just like there really isn't gatekeepers to music anymore like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody's doing whatever they want. Yeah. So you're seeing a, a bunch of young kids. Like we just had a kid on TRL the other day named Little Xanax. And he oh, has yeah. like... Little Xan. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. little, little Xan. He had tattoos all over his face. Mm-hmm. Multicolored rainbow hair. Mm-hmm. A baggy, you know, puffy coat. Some baggy mm-hmm. sweatpants. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's everybody has their own individual look. I think... What's so funny about that, right? Like, I think, um, like, if you say, as a stylist, or like, if I say, uh, Ty, dress me up like a New York dude, or dress me up like a, a, a dude from L.A., that's almost, like, retro, right? Because, like, now, like you said, like, there is no distinct New York style. No, there isn't. But if I say, dress me up like a, a New York dude, you're probably going to think back to, like... To, like, 90s, yeah. When New York had a distinct way of dress, like, where yes. you could spot a New York dude mm-hmm. anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like... Everybody kind of incorporates every every type of look, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an individual. So, thing. so now, as a stylist, yeah, like, is that good or is that a bad thing? Like, I mean, because like there is no. It's 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 good and it's bad in a way. I mean, it's good because it makes your job a little easier if you're a stylist because mm-hmm. at this point you've studied whoever that client is, so you already know what they're into. Oh, okay, he. He like a lot of Supreme and like Travis Scott. I know like his go to's are exclusive sneakers. So he'll rock a, a dope off white Jordan collab with a pair of light blue jeans or a standard wash jeans with like rips in it with a silk screen t shirt and a plaid shirt on top or a plaid shirt around his waist with his braids and hella gold chains, hella diamond chains. You know what I mean? Like that's his look. You know what I mean? I know Migos, they're silk Versace. You know what I mean? It's, it's high luxury with them. You know what I mean? Rapper chic type stuff. So and vintage stuff with Migos. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's not a bad thing as far as like you already know what you do. You already know what you have to do. So you don't have to run around trying to be super duper creative for that artist. And then you turn around and he's like, nah, I'm not doing that. But it also kind of sucks on the flip side because as an artist, you want to be creative. So it's it. it's just a it's a fine line, and you just figure out who you want to do that with. Each artist is different. Some artists will be like, "Yo, I'm I'm with it. Push the button. Let's do it." Got and it. some artists will be like, 
this is my aesthetic. I just need to, I need you to get me more stuff that I like that's similar to this. Help me find new brands, new designers that still reflect my swag. Like the other day, um, I was somewhere, um, and this girl was like, yo, like, you're so New York. You're so New York. I'm like, like what? And then, then I looked at what I had on. I, I had on. Was a, it a dead ass outfit? Was it one of those a dead ass outfit? But I'll tell you what I had on. A fitted. A I had on. Fitted? No, I had on some some Tim's, right? Had Tim's. On some that's, I mean, and I had on a um, I had on a blue polo hoodie. This is like regular zip up hoodie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, and I'm like, what's like what's in New York? Like, like what's your opinion of like a New York dude? Like that right there, like the Tim's. And like you know how you know how chain on little Cuban link on. She's like right there with the chains. I'm like oh, okay. I just, I just thought I was just I mean, like doing me. Like I didn't even think that was like a. I mean, I you think know what I'm saying? I think it's New York because it's quintessential hip hop. You know what I mean? Like yeah. throughout New York hip hop, the Timberland boot and the Air Force One white has always been the go-to footwear of choice for the most part, right mm-hmm. off the rip. You know what I mean? And obviously the Jordan, yeah. the Jordans, the, the the breads. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah. Quintessential New York. If you think about hip hop in New York, you can go back to probably every picture, and there's a pair of Tim boots mm-hmm. that's being worn by Nas, Wu Tang Clan, Jay Z, Onyx, Boot Camp Click. So let's keep it funky, like you know what I'm yo, saying. Real talk, New York. I'm sorry, yo. Uh-oh. New York gave swag to everybody else. I'm not saying nobody else wasn't doing it. nobody else just like nobody was swag. But real talk, I remember like. Traveling for the first time, like mm-hmm. first time going to Atlanta, first time going to Cali, first time going to Charlotte. Oh, like Yo, New York was doing it. Cats wasn't dressing out there, like no. real talk. Like, no, absolutely. Come not. on, like we, like. Let's, Yo, we start like we was rocking like Gucci, Versace, Moschino, uh, bro. We, all could, that we could even go. 90s, we could go. Like, we could go Gap with it. We was rocking Gap, Benetton, like. Feli, like so many dope brands back there back in the day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So New York New York did all that and I think it sparked an influence to everybody else when they would watch these New York videos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it would be like, damn, Nas got that dope um boot on with the dope jacket. But then, you know, Atlanta might watch their watch something on and be like, yo, well we could rock our jeans like this, but we might put the hole in it because but it's Atlanta hot out here. Own, like Atlanta you know had their own sense of style, which wasn't bad. Like like when Outcast came out, like I thought, I thought Outcast was dope. Outcast like was amazing. Doing. I thought it was amazing. Uh, it had a little bit of New York. I feel like a little bit. Though. Yeah, and I liked when every every city state kind of had their own distinct look, their mm-hmm. own sound, like their own. So I like I like that, and um, and I'm not saying that you know, other other cities or states ain't get fly. They did, but it wasn't New York. <laughs> like real talk, like Air Force. I boom fences. Like when Nelly came out with Air Force One. Yeah, I'm looking at it like yo, Nelly was wearing Air Force Ones like in junior high school. Like, we come we on, done Nelly. did that. That's that's we like six but like, swag. But like Nelly is the one that put Air Force Ones on the map, like on some nationwide, wide, nationwide because of the song. But we, but we was rocking Air Force. Yo, I remember Correction. having different colors of Air Force Ones like in high school. Like I had like Air Force white, Ones. Sky that was, blue. That was a white. That was a white to, and, a color to go. That was yeah. a go to for the summertime. White and arms, all kind of low wild tops, stuff, high tops. Yeah, gotta correct you. Uptowns, not Air Force One. Uptowns. Oh. We called See? them Uptowns. uptowns. Distinctly Boom. New York. Yes, that is that is that's it. Yeah, Uptowns. Uptowns. Like the Uptown joint. But we 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 never get props. As first of all, we never get props as as New Yorkers for giving for for civilizing a lot of people fashion wise. 
<laughs> I'm telling yo, let me, let me tell you something. Y'all can't front. And people listen out there, y'all can't front. When y'all when y'all used to travel back in the days, I used to go to these different cities and states. Cats wasn't dressing. Yo, I know I was Cats is still wearing football right now in some spots. Absolutely. You got some spots in the south, not even south, out west, upstate New York. Yeah. Cats are still wearing like Fubu. Fubu, Rockaware. And that's fine though. I'm not knocking. I'm that. okay with it. I get you it. You ain't okay with it. Because <laughs> you wouldn't style, you wouldn't style okay somebody. I'm not okay with it. Well, it depends. I would I would style somebody in a rock-a-wear, fubu look if it's like a vintage throwback look I'm trying to rock. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm trying to just bubble because I'm feeling very 1994 gotcha. or 95 with it, you gotcha. might find me in a, in a dope rock-a-wear no. pink velour suit. You know what I mean? You know what's crazy about rock-a-wear and all that other you stuff? You might it, find it. Or baby fat. Yeah. Even Sean John, like if you go to Macy's, that stuff is still rocking the Macy's. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's still rocking. It's still rocking. It's not going anywhere. Like Rockaway's still rocking. Sean John's still rocking. You know, you know why? Because the because the men the young men that were into Rockaway back then are now dads. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're dads yeah. and they've they've grown with the brand. The brand has grown with them. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, it's not at every boutique store or whatever the yeah, case yeah, yeah. may be, but most stores that are for the boutiques, it's not necessarily for the person that's on the pulse and they're, it's not for the mom and the dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the yeah, guy yeah, yeah. that's just a construction worker who has a cool job, has some cool kids, and he just yeah, wants to, yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to wear what he grew up wearing. He grew that's up it. wearing Rockaway Sean John. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Yo, I ain't gonna front, yo. I remember there was an era, like, I want to say like maybe from maybe 01 to like 04, 05. Like I was like black brands heavy, like Sean John, Rockaway, yeah, Academics. Yo, I went and bought Wild Academics, Wild, like, uh, um, like a Nietzsche. Yeah. Listen, man, you think about the, the, the culture of the game and music and fashion and what we've done with it and how we've shifted yeah. it every time, man. It, it's just, it's a it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Because we, yeah. you know, Rockaware, Baby Fat, that, those are all like, you know, subsidiaries or, or birth children of Car Kanai, Cross Colors, you know what I mean? That that type of era too, because that happened too, and that mm-hmm. that was an era where Fresh Prince of Bel Air was on, and he was wearing all black stuff, and then all black college brands. You he know was wearing a lot of car canai. He wore a lot mm-hmm. of car cross colors and, co- cross, and cross colors. colors Prince, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. these were black designers, and they they broke the mold. You know what yeah. I mean? And they they began shifting it on something else, and then we had Fat Farm, and then we had the birth of Shaw John, which was a movement, and that was completely like luxury you know what i mean yeah. hood hood luck hood lux yeah. you know what i mean bomber jackets with the the fur coat around the the hood yeah. the fur coating around the hood and yeah. a, a big thick bomber jacket yeah so it's a little bit of seagull beanie seagull mixed with like a zha zha gabor you I know what i'm saying yeah. and he's on the corner of 125th yeah. and madison you know what i'm saying so what do you think happened to uh uh black fashion brands remember Remember, like, there was a, a a time, again, we had, like, 12 of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of them were popping. Yeah. Like, all of them were popping. Yeah. Like, like what happened to them? I mean, it's, it's, it's like, two left. Like, Sean John, Rockaway. Like, the old school black brands. There's a lot of new, like, a, a handful of, like, new boutique Yeah. Like, bougie black brands yeah. out there. Like, a lot of, they call them streetwear brands. Mm-hmm. There's a few of them out there that... A yeah. few of them that are really. Yeah. I don't even want to say urban streetwear too. I just I want to say like streetwear. But what happened? What happened to the quintessential black 
brand? I, I think I think the quintessential black brand. I'm assuming a lot of it was money. Okay. Somehow, you know what I mean? Maybe the the design. A lot of guys sold their companies. Yeah, a lot of guys sold their companies. Like mm-hmm. Fubu was amazing, but they sold it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think with black people, because we're always on the pulse of what's hot, mm-hmm. things are trendy to us. Okay. So if I'm rocking something for a couple of years and I've been the only one rocking Rick Owens and now Future talks about it and everybody's running to go get Rick Owens, I don't want to wear Rick Owens anymore. Gotcha. That's just not what I do. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So because of that, a lot of brands have a shorter shelf life. Okay. You know what I mean? Because we, we're always into like, what's the next, what's the next wave? What's the next, what's the next look? What's the next swag? So the shelf life is very, very short sometimes for brands. And if it's a black brand, nine times out of 10, they may not have the biggest backing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So if they don't have the biggest backing and every, no one's supporting it anymore, or it's not being supported like the masses go out and buy Ralph Lauren, mm-hmm. then it's not going to stand the test of time. You know, they're going to have to eventually fold. So I think that's just what it is. Like, sometimes we're just on the pulse too much. You know what I mean? Where it's like, damn, Ray Ray got it too? Nah, I'm good, man. I'm going to go rock this Japanese stuff. Nobody got that. I just came from Japan. Nobody rocking that. Remember Gino Green? I do remember Gino Green. I'm one of of the first stylists that that placed Gino Green on. I used to put Gino Green. I put it on a little flip. Wow. For the first time. And, And... you know, I met him out there and all that. And it was dope. It was like yeah. two guys. I remember and I going put it on 106 and Park. I remember going out to uh, the Magic yeah. in Vegas. And I think, you know, running around the convention center. Yeah. And, you know, you, you know you're going from booth to booth. And then we got to this booth and, and like. All the nines. I'm like, yo, what's all that? Not like, what is that? All, all the nines. All nines. Gino Green. Said, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, this is kind of high. And then like a few months down the line. Fire. And I was like, oh, that's, that was, you know, green. Yeah. So it, it almost, it almost burns too quickly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's, and that's the thing about like, I think to me, like one of the greatest designers is Polo Ralph Lauren. I mean, Ralph Lauren, because of course. he's math, he mastered the art of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he was able to create subcultures within a fashion brand. Like yeah. when you're in high school and dudes are talking up. First of all, you're in high school and you think you're a fly chick and you think your only partner to date is a polo head, a low head. That's a problem. On, you know what I mean? Know. Like, I'm not like, I'm Come not on. thinking about dating a, a, a boy that has straight A's and is going to be like valedictorian of his class or anything. I want him to be a low head. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And the mm-hmm. low head nine times out of 10 didn't really have the money to buy low, so that means he. How would, they got it? How they got the low? How they got? Oh, come it? on, you know how we do. It. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. You know what I mean? Running up in Century Twenty Ones and Blooming Nails and just sacks, taking the whole rack uh, and sacks and yeah, tossing that in the yeah. back and cutting school to go do it. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Or taking it off of somebody that shouldn't be wearing low on the train. Like, well, I know your mom bought you this. You know what I mean? It's a nice, it's a nice goose, but yeah. you're gonna have to come off that. You know what I mean? And I'm going to ask you the polite way. Like, yo, that's a nice jacket. You already know uh, what time yeah. it is. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you what I think uh, 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 about Paul. I think, I could, I th- I think I'm an expert in this, uh, I think so. in this oh, field. Just a little bit of an I expert. Um, oh, I think with Polo, right? I think what Ralph was able to do, I think he 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 got into making practical clothing. Right? Yeah. So, but what he did was, this is what I peeped about Ralph. 
Ralph created like a whole line, right? Mm -hmm. That he never touched. Yes. He created the line and then he had like his experimental stuff. Like that's uh -huh. when that's when we got into like the P-Wing stuff. Oh my God. The, the teddy bears. The, the stadium, stadium line. Stadium collections. The, the, like, you know, like the... the, the uh, Sportsmen. The police badges, the, uh, uh -huh. the um, circle skis, all that stuff. Yep. But what he did was he never touched the plain polo... Uh, Brand. Yeah, like, you know, just like the regular horsey polo mm -hmm. shirt, yep. like little two, three button-ups. Yep. He never touched that. Yep. He always had just like the regular plain wool sweaters. Yep. And then he had the line like where he was, then he got, he had his version of streetwear. Uh, street yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then he had his finger on the pulse of like young black. Yeah, listen, he, he knew Young black exactly, kids in the hood. Yeah. He, he knew what he was doing. He, he knew what he was doing or someone told him what he was doing or he, he caught wing of what was getting done. Because a lot of times they don't know what they're doing. It's more of them catching wing of what we're doing. So when he saw that video of Grand Pooba rocking Jabot jeans or him saying Jabot, Jabot on the bottom, he'll figure on the top or, you know, polo on the top or whatever the case may be in the mm -hmm. rap lyric. Mm -hmm. He caught on to it and was like, oh, well, we got we got to throw them an endorsement deal or something, you mm -hmm. know, what I mean, because they got power like they he realized that there was a subculture of kids that were obsessed with polo and to this day i haven't come across a brand or haven't seen a brand where the masses were that obsessed nothing with nothing like it you Yo, know what i mean polo i want to say polo was probably one of the other i mean probably one of the one and only brands where were like gangs crews yeah like, and like sets literally cult followings were created from this brand yep. that still exists oh, like low lives are still here yeah, low lives still have like events like, like you said, low has like those guys, like there's no other brand that I know of. Not today. That was able, you know, you had smaller like, um, like smaller crews like you had the Tribe Core Guest, you had uh, mm. like the Tommy Boys. Yeah, and you had like a couple of brands that tried to spin off, and but like Polo, and, and it is it was just amazing what they were able to do with that yeah, brand, like but everything, it, and it's still here and it's still relevant and it's still. High in fashion. Yeah, it's timeless. Depending on which what you want. And yeah, streetwear. Yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, like and you high know. end stuff as well. Yeah, high high end stuff. Like if you wanna, if you know you got a business deal to to attempt to, you go pick up a purple label look. You know what I mean? Black label. Purple yeah, label. you go get one of those and keep it clean and throw on a suit and a dope tie. You know, if you still want to go fishing, he still got that look for the the man. That goes fishing and hangs out at the Hamptons. You know what I mean? And if you still are into classic polo, you go down a Macy's or Bloomies, go to the polo section and get you a dope rugby still. You know what I mean? And throw on a polo boot. Like, I still, I see people wearing polo boots all the time. All the time. Real talk. Like, and Ralph Lauren is still priced very high. Like, if you yeah, just want like a, like cheap. a, maybe just like a plain uh, three-button polo. I barely you you could barely catch it's Ralph Lauren like on sale. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even think it goes on sale ever. Yeah, it never goes on sale. Yeah. I mean, if you go into like, I mean, if you if you go into like Marshalls or something like yeah. that, like a little discount, you might get it for like. But like, if you go into like Macy's, Bloomies, like if you go to like one of the regular high end department stores, yeah. you're gonna still pay a premium for it. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like Ralph Lauren is is one of the dopest, or if not the greatest American designer. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, he's, I think he is. He's great. In my opinion, I think I'm kind of biased when it comes to white privileged men wearing Ralph Lauren at the age of 25 to 
in suits and like golfing type of stuff, like Hamptons type of kids, Long Island type boys, you know what I mean? In polo and still see polo in Brownsville, East New York. Absolutely. Same designer. Yeah. Two different looks. Same designer. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or see a grown man that's 60 something years old. Yeah. In Polo Ralph Lauren, like Trump, you could you could catch someone that's a Donald Trump or looks like Donald Trump, dresses mm-hmm. like Donald Trump, and still see Polo Ralph Lauren again somewhere in Flatbush. Yeah, in the nineties, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, to this day, I haven't witnessed a designer that's been able to do that. Yeah, you know, I've come close uh, who, who, who who've tried, and I think Tommy. Tommy's been Ralph's like like number one competitor, like yeah. as far as like mm-hmm. you know, like he's tried. And he's actually, I feel he's like actually he studied him. patterned his, uh, kind of like Success. modeled his 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 line after Ralph Lauren. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think like if you're a polo head, you'll wear Tommy Hilfiger as absolutely. like a clo- like if you had to throw something on, like if you mm-hmm. couldn't wear polo anymore, yeah. you'd probably be like, ah, right, y'all wear Tommy then. <laughs> y'all got Tommy. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying. But like real polo heads won't wear Tommy. But I guess like if you were forced to wear something else, yeah, you'd wear Tommy. I'll take Tommy. I'll take. I'll, 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 okay, I'll take. Right. <laughs> Hold on. I can't wear polo. All right, I'll wear Tommy. But I, I think, like where we are now, Todd. Like I don't think. Um, I think polo, to 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 like young kids, right? Yeah. And I kind of want to save that for when we get into our next segment. Yeah. Um, like what the young cats think think is fly, because I think there might be a. Maybe a slight disconnect on what they think is fly and and what really is fly, or or does anyone anyone knows what fly is? I, I think I think flyness at this point is now a state of mind. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's more of a state of mind. It's not a group thing. It's not a it's not an affiliation no type of thing anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like Got back it. in the day, if you didn't have a pair of like guest jeans or polo a polo shirt, you might get ragged on. You know what I'm saying? Now it's more like whatever you're into is what you're into. I will say there is a small little there's a there's a small little culture of folks that are doing like high high end and low end. So like there's a brand called Vetmont's super it's pretty pricey okay high end streetwear but they'll mix it with like champion sweats on the bottom and vans you know what i'm saying so the sneakers might be kind of low i'm gonna talk about vans yo listen you know that the the sneakers are kind of low end you know what i mean it's not super duper pricey but the vet mont sweater is a good seventeen hundred dollars and there's only eight of these you know what i'm saying and then they throw it on with jeans you know what's funny about vans like a kid right I'll be rocking some Vans and some tight MC Hammer sweatpants, right? Uh huh. I'll come through, you know what I'm saying? I have a pair of J's on, maybe a pair of Sevens on, maybe a pair of Ones, you know what I mean? I'm looking cool. But they'll look at me crazy, like, like oh, you got Because they got on Vans, they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you know. I'm like, fam, you got on Vans. It's just like, like two dollars, but that's what I'm saying. That, but but that's the that's the, like my, like my shit is fly for real. That, you know but saying? that's the difference between that state of mind. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we're we're thinking the state of mind is attached to the price point, and they're more thinking the state of mind is attached to like the swag for real. Like being young and wavy. Yeah, like being being young and wavy. Yes, <laughs> gotcha. you know what I mean. Gotcha. So so you know it, it depends. So like you might see a kid in a, a limited edition off white Jordan collab going probably for two grand by now at this point because it's not in the street but he'll throw it on with a pair of jeans and a champion sweatshirt 
Okay. You know what I mean? Which Kyle, let's is start amazing. Because right I let's love champions. Right there, it's a dope brand. Let's start right there. Let's. We're gonna go into the to the to the to the uh, age age. Uh, uh, um, I want to call it age gap, but we're gonna talk about the miscommunication between the uh, the our younger brothers and sisters and and. and and the older brothers and sisters. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's all. I think it's miscommunication. I mean, it sounds like a, a yeah. perspective that would have to come yeah. from a, yeah. a OG of yeah. some sort. There's, We're going to get into the... There's definitely a, a difference between the two. It's weird. It's Absolutely. really, really weird. So yeah. we're going to get into our next segment. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I'm here for a little bit. And we're back. Yay. We're back. We're back from break. We have Ty Turner in, in the building. building. I'm in the building. We got my man D. Will in the building. And I am your host, Dallas Alexis. And you're listening to the Intellectual Property Podcast. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Well, <laughs> I want to welcome you guys into our next segment, which is from the OG's perspective. Man, I wish I had a little a little a spot on this song. They should have had a girl spit on this. Maybe Kim, like Kim would have been ill on that. Or Fox. Or Fox. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Kim, Kim Foxy, J and Big oh. on a record? Oh. Wish that would happen. Damn. Probably could have at one point. But Moments. politics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Industry politics. So so I just want to welcome you guys. Uh, first of all, you're listening to the Intellectual Property Podcast. You could have been anywhere else and you hear it. Yeah, so. but you messing with us. Yeah, man. Um and you're also you. you're also listening to the from the OG's perspective segment right it's here. It's a dope segment. Yeah, where we where we get the, the OG's perspective, but we also hear the young the OG's, OG's perspective. Absolutely. So um we don't have a young OG in the building today, but we're gonna play devil's advocate and we'll be the the OG and the young OG. Hey, I'm with it, but we got to find some young OGs. We got to find in some the young very OGs. near future. Mm-hmm. Definitely we'll get, get some cool, some Definitely. cool kids. Definitely that know the game. So, so, so the topic for this this episode is, uh, from the OG's perspective is um, young dudes. What they what they perceive as hot, and 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 what we perceive as hot, and is it the same thing? Is there a disconnect with it? Or are we both right? Are we both wrong? Or are MC Hammer sweat tight sweatpants popping in vans, and I'm I'm just out the loop, and I'm thinking, like, you know, I mean they call it drop crotch. That's what it's called. Pants, yeah, because I just call it MC Hammer tight sweats. Okay, I can't this guy. This guy. <laughs> right? Yo, who how many inches is that? That's about a foot, right? That's about a foot drop. Yeah, do you I see mean, how you laugh? It's a crop drop, you know. See, but. See, but like, Drop crotch, like a lot said. of young dudes would think that's hot, right? And they'll see me with my like my polo sweats and my like harachis on, or like my jays, and be like, "Nah, that's not wavy, that's, right that's there." Not you know? it. That's it's not, not wavy. It. I mean, that's it. But no, I think it's wavy, it's wavy though. No, it's, it's dope. It's it's definitely the wave for sure. Like that's the, that's it. But again, from OG's from a young G's perspective, okay, you might have to ask another young female. Okay, you know what I mean? Maybe a cute little like. 16 year old a sophomore and be like hey what do you like and what are you into and she may be like no i like guys with like skinny jeans or you know and red fitted, high tops 
<laughs> and red high tops. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But like a skinny <laughs> jean, she might like a guy with a skinny jean and a big t-shirt. You know what I mean? An oversized shirt, you know? Like it, it really, and that's why the OG's perspective is a dope segment. And I'm really happy that we're here yeah. and we, we're doing that because we get to see both facets and how we view things perspectively. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what's so funny? Like like when I hear uh like people try to clown like older guys, right? On how they dress. They always give you this um dad this dad. vision of like uh like older dudes like they're rocking like baggy dad jeans. Yeah. Like uh like orthopedic shoe sneakers <laughs> and like sketchers, like fanny packs fanny and packs. and like fubu. Like no. No. No, nah. dudes is fly out here, like for real. Yeah, but you know what's so you know what I'm saying? ironic about that? That's not what's going on out here. Uh, nah. One of the biggest fashion trends is what? Dad hats, right? Dad hats, yep. And dad that's for hats. You, particularly for young kids. Yeah, right? absolutely. Sparked mm-hmm. by a dad. It's sparked by a dad, exactly. So it's, <laughs> Spark, it's sparked ironic, by a dad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it all comes back full circle, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's interesting because, and, and I have no problem with young kids, but I do feel like there's a sense of arrogance that young kids have in our era mm-hmm. that we didn't necessarily have. Okay. But it, there's definitely a, a sense of arrogance where it's like, nah, you're not popping. But I remember when I was growing up yeah. and I wasn't old enough to see the, the ill, I wasn't old enough to date the, the dope drug dealer on the block, mm-hmm. but I knew he was fly. You know what I mean? Like, cause he had an ill velour suit on, a Lecoq sportif joint, or like an ill feline velour suit and head to toe feline, navy blue, burgundy, whatever. And Absolutely. Dope watch. And I was like, damn. <laughs> but I don't think those kids, the young kids, give it up to us like that. Yeah. But this is the difference too, Ty. Like, like growing up, um, you know, like in high school and college and stuff, like to get fly, right? Yeah. You really <laughs> had to pay good money for your clothes yeah absolutely like your mom you had to be you had to have a, a mom that had a decent job or a pops that had a decent job or your boost game needed to be crazy your, your boss, hustle game needed your, to be crazy well you had the ill connect that was willing to hook you up on the boost game but Todd, check it out back in the days boost game had to be crazy though like there, there was really no like in new york city there was really no marshall's tj maxx all that stuff was in the burbs right yeah mm-hmm. like marshall's tj maxx we did but we did but this is the thing like, if you wanted to get fly, for real, like, oh, yeah, back in the days, like, if you wanted Polo, Hilfiger, Gucci, no, like, you had to either pay a lot of money for it, uh-huh. or you had to really get a how you got it. But this is the thing. You couldn't get fly for cheap back in the days. Nah, no there way. Was, no way. There was no H&M. There was no Forever 21. There was, like, no boot, like, there was no bootlegging, so you couldn't get fly for cheap. Like, you really had to pay for your clothes. Like, you really had to really, no, you, you know had what I'm saying? To, yeah, you had to pay for that Jabot. You had to pay for that that guest. You mm-hmm. had to pay for that polo. You, you had to pay the Tommy, the Benetton. The, well, that was cheap. I think as cheap as it got. That. Yeah, the cheapest yeah. it got was Gap because there was a there was a small era where everybody was rocking. But you was Gap. in fly when you was rocking Gap. It depends. It, was it, de- it depends. It depends because a, a dude could rock a dope Gap rugby shirt depending on who the designer was at that I time guess. with guest I jeans guess. and Timberland boots. It wasn't your Friday outfit in high school, but it might have been a Tuesday look. You Ty, know what I'm saying? It wasn't Ty. your back to school fit. Ty, you rocking like Gap, you, but that dude on. got on a. On a fila sweatsuit with a pair of uh, 1984 Gucci's, yeah. the tennis Gucci's. Yeah. And you tell me you doing it with your Gap outfit? 
Uh, that dude got the stadium hoodie on. That dude got the stadium hoodie on, guest jeans, and some J's. And you got on your Gap hoodie that says Gap. No, not that one. Not no, 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 no. If you do your research, it's funny. I think Kanye even. I think Kanye even said he worked at the Gap at one point. There was a Mm -hmm. small sector in within Gap in the 90s sometime where they had a designer that was in there and he was putting out fire pieces like okay fire pieces like leather like it was like a denim jacket it was like the fit of a denim jacket kind of design but it was leather okay leather black chocolate brown like they were just putting out fire stuff where you couldn't even keep the stuff in the gap and i think that was the era where kanye was like hanging out there too and okay working there or whatever the case may be i could be wrong but i believe he said he had worked in a gap or something gotcha. it, yeah there was there was like a small era a small window where the gap was hot gap yeah. and banana republic fire yeah i don't knock the gap i think the gap is cool um i think classic I think, now but i think we're in an era now like where you could get fly for cheap and i think that's good like if you have kids or if like you're uh operating on a on a tight budget where you don't want to spend some money uh, uh like a lot of money for clothing. Oh yeah, you could get fly for cheap, and I definitely endorse getting fly for cheap. Listen, if you could, why not? Right, but all I'm saying is, you know, like what's perceived as fly now to a young dude, I think is it's kind of skewed to like what we think is fly. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I or like, or again, like, or. Or does anybody know what fly is? Because fly is like your perception. Fly is like what to me, it, unique I, I to you, think right? At this point, fly is a state of mind. Because I think so. These kids are out here looking crazy to me, and but I they think they're fly. But they think they're fly. I mean, like tattoos on eyelids, multicolored hair, um, crazy teeth everywhere, gold teeth, diamonds, all that. But it's it's weird because it's it's just not even put together aesthetically nice. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's really weird, like. I don't I don't really like I sometimes I'm on World Star so I don't really know all the rappers names but there's just like some freaky looking people where they almost look like a little like devil worship ish. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Like you. they almost they're almost reading demonic at this point, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And there's nothing fly about it. So it, yeah. it really is at this point I think it's a state of mind. It's either a state of mind or they don't even care. Gotcha. Do you, you think somebody with the shock value? I think a lot of it is shock value. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of it in this era where, of social media and these kids that are growing up in this tech world. Attention stalls. Yeah, you, you, you got to look for attention some way, somehow, because mm-hmm. if everybody's doing what you're doing, how are you how standing you stand out? out right? Yeah, mm-hmm. how are you going to stand out? You know what I mean? I got something for you, Ty. I'm here for it. I think, I'm from Brooklyn. So I think this generation's crazy. like Polo and Hilfiger. Like, I think what can be the closest to what Polo is in this era is probably Supreme. Yeah, absolutely. I think like Supreme is probably this generation's polo. So Supreme definitely has created a hype beast culture that absolutely. is not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And again, like like we mentioned in as far as that that age bracket, Supreme definitely has like the older folks rocking a piece or two. I got this ill Supreme Obama um, piece that just came out like two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Fire. I got the hoodie, the button yeah. up. It's ill, but it's, it's a, like Obama piece mixed with like this African print, mm-hmm. which is called the Ajin um mm-hmm. print from Ghana. So okay. it's like the merge of two things that Supreme did. Yeah. But um, yeah, Supreme's fire. Cause at any given moment I could catch a 60 year old rocking a Supreme random Supreme shirt. Mm-hmm. I like, got a Supreme oh. Scully. Yeah, or or I think it's dope. 
yeah, like I, I think it's dope. I got the Supreme Fanny pack. I got a couple mm-hmm. Supreme pieces. I'm actually a fan of this stuff. But but Ty, but like I'm not a fan of the hype, but I'm a fan of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because like Supreme, like you know, guys will uh not guys, but like guys and girls, young and old, will camp out outside the Supreme store, Absolutely. around the corner for like a new a, like a new drop or a new release. A new drop comes out every Thursday. Every Thursday, yeah. Yep. Every mm-hmm. Thursday, I got the app for it because. I'm a little You're bit stylish. of Supreme. Yeah, you like, I got to stay on pulse. But, yeah, like, Supreme has managed to do it and kind of get you invested in it psychologically. Okay. Because, you know, it's a limited a limited edition of the yeah, drop. absolutely. So, it's like, damn, mm-hmm. well, shoot, if I'm if I'm not on here, if I'm not online, I don't get the Supreme piece, or I don't buy it at yeah. some point right away, mm-hmm. it's going to be gone, and it's a collector's item. Yeah. You know who's fastly turning people into a subculture off-white is doing the same thing and Off i and, and i'm here though. for it yeah. i'm all here for it because that's a black brother you know what i mean demanding the same amount of prices you would get at louis vuitton or at barney's mm. he's in barney's and he's getting it yeah he's getting it and yeah. asian kids are coming in that asian culture is coming in like they're off-white. buying all of off-white you know what yeah. i'm saying and he's a brother. So, you know, I'm all things black luxury. Yeah. Max, your question. We Todd, deserve it. He was a designer where first? He was somewhere. He, 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 he was at came. Pyrex. Pyrex. Okay. Yeah. He had, a, he had a line called Pyrex at one point. Um, okay. I think it did pretty well. I don't know if a fallout happened between him and, and the brand or whatever. And then he ended up. Or yeah, I'm not sure if it's a fallout between the brand or if it might have been like a, a, a intellectual a properties type of thing. Okay, where maybe somebody owns the name or whatever the case may be. But then he ended up getting off white. Gotcha. Ta, give me give me your top five old, old school brands and top five new brands that you're styling and putting on your clients right now. Okay, top five old school brands. Polo for sure. Okay, and this course. is not in any particular order. Of course, Polo's you know, number one. No, Polo's number one. Of course, Nike in that order. He's so crazy. He needs he, Polo needs to cut him a check. You see this? He ain't listened to the four four album long enough. Really, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Great album. <man. laughs> but um, yeah, like I'm. I, I love Polo. Polo's mm-hmm. classic. Levi's, of course, timeless. Um, I love, I'm trying to think of five good brands that I love like for forever. Obviously I, I like Gucci, you know what I mean? It's, it's probably going to end up in both sectors, the Gucci school, new, new and school. Loose, new school. Yeah. Same thing with champion. Absolutely. Um, Nike. Of course. You know what I mean? Um, and maybe I'll toss one more in there. That's an old school brand. Uh, brand is standard, uh, that has that's stood the, the, the test of time. Yeah, test of time. Yeah. Uh, I said Levi's. I said Polo. I said Nike. Um, I don't know. I think I think that's it off the top of my head. I'm sure there's others that come to me, but mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I, I think that's it. That stood the the test of time. Gotcha. Uh, new school wise, you know, I'm I'm messing. With, I'm here for off white. Okay. Vetmont's, which is dope with another dope brand. There's a lot of good good ones. Supreme, you know what I'm of course, right? Supreme. Okay. Supreme for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of another one that's really, really a couple other ones that's really good. Obviously the Gucci, like I said, and Louis Vuitton is actually new school and old school. It is that can be on both both sectors because mm-hmm. I think of Louis Vuitton and I think of that Slick Rick song, "A Teenage Love," and oh, you know what I'm saying? Because he had the pouch. Right? Yeah, he had the pouch. On and, the train, and the right? Old girl was like, "Why you ain't calling yeah, me?" Yeah. Or whatever. And he's like, "Come on, man." I'm with, with the snow, maybe he had the snorkel. Get <laughs> fly stuff. Yeah, it's fly, killer, fly, fly. killer. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So <clears throat> you know, uh, there's there's a couple of really really dope brands that that I'm a fan of, but there's mm-hmm. so many and they're popping up. 
so fast. Okay. It, it's 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 dope to keep up with for what sure. About, you, I you love like Balenciaga. I love Balenciaga. I like Bape. It's cool. Okay. <clears throat> I used to Most be into good. Bape years ago when I was like really into like mm-hmm. during my 106 in Park era. We used gotcha. to do a little bit of Bape here and there, or whatever, because they're still fire or whatever. But those shark yeah. hoodies are still popping. Yeah, the, the shark hoodies are hard. They go, they go okay. hard. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, I got, I got a little Supreme uh, trap house that I go to somewhere on Canal Street. It's just, and it's ill. The story's ill because it's, it literally is like underground. Mm-hmm. Got to go. It's like some random street underground. The lady that sells the Supreme stuff is like sixty something years old. Wow. Yeah, and she rocks all Supreme, like the Louis Vuitton Supreme collabo jacket. Yeah. She, I was like, yo, let me get this. I'm going to use it for TRL, whatever, whatever. She was like, I can't. I was like, listen, you let, let me rent it. I was like, how much is it going for? She's like, you know, it's, it's going for 14 so. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, I got the jacket because, you know, I got the plug regardless. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you catch that TRL, that first TRL episode. No, I think the, the fifth TRL episode, that premiere week, I had DC Young Fly in the the Supreme Louis Vuitton collabo and Fat Joe was on there. He was like, "Oh, I, I see. I know how much that costs. You got money over here." Uh, and, he, and, and DC ain't even know what he was talking about. The yeah. jack is like fifteen grand, but wow. um, and that's crazy because that's what I was saying. Like picking up off of like high end streetwear, like you know, collaborations like Supreme and Champion and Louis Vuitton okay. and Supreme, like. You know what I mean? Gotcha. That merging is definitely what's locking these kids in. Gotcha. And keeping them like hype beasty gotcha. and dedicated gotcha. Gotcha. to the to the culture. You know what? I can't even knock uh, this this generation, right? Because because growing up, yeah, being like uh, uh, infatuated and fanatics of polo, mm-hmm. we did any and everything to get it. I didn't. My dad, right? My dad gave me money and like. You want to talk about kids getting killed for Jordan? Kills got kids got killed for Polo Gooses. Hell yeah, Never. I remember that. Yeah, Columbia's too. Columbia's. I had a starter Columbia. jackets. Yep. Oh, starter you jackets, know. eight balls. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not knocking on these young dudes. I'm gonna let them do them. Yeah, let them cook. Right. Let them cook. Let them let them do their thing. But you know what's so funny? It's like everything just gets recycled, right? Yeah, absolutely. So like the way a lot of these young boys dress now, we would dress like we weren't, but like. Whatever they got on, that that sense of style, that sense of fashion came from somewhere. Oh, of course. Even with the haircuts, right? Like with the design, like that's old school, right? Mm-hmm. The oh, Jordans yeah. are definitely old, right? Oh, the Jordans are. MC super Hammer old. wore the tight sweatpants yeah. with the uh, nuts hanging down to the knees. Yep, yep. So yep. it's the it's. Drop it's what about what about the bomber jacket? Like the bomber jackets ain't new. Bomber jackets ain't new, right? Leather, I mean, only difference is shoot, you don't even see like before it was leather bomber jackets. Exactly. You so what's what happening is. Young dudes are taking old swag and just kind of reinventing it, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. No, listen. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's dope. But the thing is, sometimes young dudes don't pay homage to to what it is. Like, listen, I can't front this. I used to like Nas. You know what I'm saying? I used to rock. I I used to be a fan of, you know whoever yeah ll cool j when he rocked kangos and, yeah. and that's where i got it from you know what yeah. i'm saying they don't do that they don't give a lot of credit to where credits do i noticed that with young got people it. you know got what i'm it. saying got they got to do that a little more got, got to give credit and you know what we gotta i think it's all miscommunication i think we have to talk more yeah we need because that bridge I, yeah we need that bridge and i think we both like nobody's right or wrong absolutely right and i think fashion and and is pretty much what you said it's like all perspective all perspective 
Like whatever you deem is hot is hot. Yeah. But it's all about how you dress it. Have a little integrity about how you dress. Have a little bit of class about how you do yep. it. Confidence. And then it is whatever it is. Yeah, it, it is whatever it is, man. Yeah. As long as it involves confidence, that that's all it is. If it, if you can make it, if you can dress with confidence and aspiration, yeah, then you you're definitely a trendsetter. Gotcha. You know what I mean? A, tr- a trend seeker. You know what I mean? You that's what keeps people like yo. That's fire. You Got know it. what I'm saying? Like, okay, I, I you know, yes, you're wearing polo or whatever, but I like the way you put it together. Got it. You know what I mean? Like the way you tied the belt, you didn't you didn't put your belt buckle in, in the middle, you turned it to the side. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's you know what I mean? So it's gotta have it's confidence with a combination of aspiration. Where Definitely. somebody's like, Oh, okay. I might try and do that. That's that's dope. You gotcha. know what I mean? That's that's a true, you know, trend trend setter. Gotcha. You know what I mean? It's hot. You know we could do this for like another three, four hours. I mean, you know how we do. Uh, I wish, do. I wish we could get paid to talk. Absolutely, soon. absolutely soon. 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 It soon comes. Yeah. Soon, um, soon coming. But um, <clears throat> I definitely want to thank you for for being my guest. I want to thank our, you for having me on our very first episode. This is of crazy. The intellectual property. It's like an, an inaugural post. It is. You know what I'm saying? It is. is. This is this is good. Inaugural po- podcast. Exactly. I want you to tell tell the folks what you got coming up for 2018, and tell where they could uh, tell the folks where they could find you at. Okay, well let, let's start with where you can find me at. You can find me on my social media handles. I am the creator of something called the Wardrobe Mafia. So that's basically all my day to day stuff, like all my TV shows and stuff, and the you get a behind the scenes look of me in the studio at Times Square and TRL and kicking it with DC and mm-hmm. Tamara or on a photo shoot with Charlemagne. So that's at the Wardrobe Mafia. And then I also have um my personal handle which is Ty Turner. So you can find me there. And then you can also find me at my on my blog site which is called World of Fly Girls. Okay. For all things um aspirational and trend seeking for women and men who support women as well so that's dope um down the pipeline you know sky's the limit but i have some dope things happening right now i'm at trl so you can catch me in Times square every day from like 10 to 6 just hanging out with dc young fly and all the cool guests that come in on a daily i'm doing that daily um, I'm also working on something called Envision Fest, which is going to be like a weekend for young girls, dedicated to young girls. So nice. it's almost like a complex con, okay. but it's just for ch- girls. And it's going to be like music, okay. panels, okay. fashion. It's a little bit of everything. Um, we're going to make that happen in the summertime. We're going to we're shooting for August. Okay. And it's going to be a dope place where a, a mother can grab her daughter and be like, yo, let's go hang out here. Or a best friend could grab her friend and let's go. And it's, you know, we're going to hope to have like big artists come and perform there as well. So okay. that's kind of dope. <clears throat> and then um, I have a couple of things down a pipeline as far as some additional shows and okay. stuff like that. You know, catch me doing like Love and Hip Hop reunions and a couple commercials here and there. You so. got to come back and, and, and talk about that stuff. <laughs> I do have to come back and you talk about it, don't back. I? And I would definitely love uh, love to have you sit in on a couple of. I might have to on, on some off times. You know what I mean? Get With some female energy going on. Yeah, there. like a different little. Topics, you need right? some estrogen. Yes, mm-hmm. different yeah. topics. You need some yeah. estrogen, and I could bring some flowers because there's yeah. just plastic cups. Plastic cups everywhere. and like tequila bottles and a lot of Dillion and a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, like he got his shoes off. But this the thing too, too. Ty, that's the thing. What? There's a lot more stuff that I want to talk about as far as fashion. Listen, I know. And, I, and we didn't even get into like cultural appropriation when it comes to fashion. We didn't even get into that. Man, there's, there's so much to talk about, man. Like right now we got 
Gucci doing things with Dapper Dan and it's it's a fine line. I'm like, well, am I happy for Dapper Dan or am I mad that he kind of merged with Gucci because they knew they were doing wrong by biting his look and style, but they've been doing that forever, forever. throughout time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. because people, there was an uproar with social media, yeah. they were like, okay, we're going to give you your own store and give you your own sector of the brand. Gotcha. More or less. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how I feel about line. that just yet. Yeah. It's a, it's a fine, fine yeah, line, you know, but Dapper Dan is definitely one of the fashion gods that really like that. have us sitting here right now. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And talking about the off-whites and everyone else yeah. and, and, you know, the culture vultures definitely of it all. Yeah. Yes, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So we got a lot to talk right. about. Guys, on that note, we're signing off. Oh, Intellectual man. Property Podcast with your host, Dallas Alexis. My man, D. Will in the building. And again, give it up for Todd Turner, y'all. Hey, episode hey, one. Hey, hey, hey. Episode one in the bag. Loved it. Man. Guys, until next time, we'll catch you. Intellectual Property Podcast across the board. Out here, live from Brooklyn. We're out.